And so I want to teach you guys how to think and understand in a way that's, hey, look, I don't got to be pumped up in a way I can manage myself and I can manage my environment, those things around me, in a way I can maintain my success at a high level for a long time. Hey, this is Blake Sloan. I've been selling real estate over 14 years. Our team of highly trained professionals, along with our unmatched marketing, has sold thousands of homes here in the Myrtle Beach area, and this is how we do it. One thing I had to do yesterday was really cool uh, for us is that we had to renew our E&O insurance. I have to look back 365 days and what was sold, what wasn't sold, who sold what, how many were sold. And uh, we have nine people that made six figures net in the last 365 days, which is pretty cool. Uh, one person 300, one person 200. Uh, everybody else between the one to two, uh, which is strong, right? You're in that income level Myrtle Beach, you're top 1% in the whole Myrtle Beach area, not just real estate. And so it's pretty powerful to look at. I'm gonna have you guys consider, all comes down to this. Mindset. So the most valuable thing I can do as a leader here for anybody is what? I gotta teach you how to think, right? It's how you grow bigger and better is you gotta understand how to think. I can teach anybody the right skill set, but I can't teach them a skill set without having a mindset. So the mindset piece is the most valuable. It's the most important, it's the number one killer of success, right? How if you make six figures and all of a sudden this goes and what happens? Everything falls apart, wheels come off and the six figures come apart, right? That's just the reality of having that scenario. And so the key part is how do I teach people how to think in a way that they can constantly sustain success, number one, get the success, but number two, sustain it and sustain it for a long time in a business that's really tough. Anybody can learn the skill set if they have a strong enough mindset in that piece. But I came home with people that I got one six-figure earner nagging out other six-figure earners that are here that are having an amazing time in terms of what they're getting in terms of success. But what can ruin that is a mindset piece. And I went and multiple different people talked to me yesterday about that, about having issues where they're nagged out about certain things or small things that are really minute that are really overshadowing massive success. Some people making more money than they have their entire lives. More in real estate they have their, ever, their entire career, right? Being triggered by small things that don't even really matter. That's an example of mindset, of understanding how important it is in business, success, whatever it may be. We're dealing with mindset. What do you think the most important one is? I'll make it super simple. Oh, this is kind of not usual, but the first piece is the most important because it's the pillar, it's your mindset. I'll talk about why. I'm going to break it to four different pieces. Mindset, what do you think drives mindset? Your stories. A story is a narrative we attach to a feeling. So what makes or breaks a lot of people all day long, they're not aware of, and I wasn't aware of this until I started getting around Tony Robbins, and he talked about stories for the first time. But everyone's life is driven by stories. And a story is a narrative that you put on a certain situation, a certain feeling or something that happens or is going on around you. That tends to be either positive or negative is not necessarily usually neutral. Why is that? Because it has to have a narrative. This is true with your spouse. This is true with your, your business. It's true with any part of your life. Give me an example of a story. That's a perfect one right there. Is that true, Rim? Like for people, everybody says that. People say all the time. Is that true? No, right? People do all the time. Jeff Bezos was adopted, not the richest man in the world, right? Didn't have money growing up. A lot of times stories about so-and-so. My wife is X. My husband's X. Y, Z, right? So-and-so here triggers me. I don't like so-and-so, right? So-and-so does this. The office is this way. Office is that way, right? Those are stories that are narratives that we take our feelings and attach it to a story 
to create a narrative. Typically, it feeds a feeling that we have. And the most powerful gift I've ever gotten in my entire life was learning to question my stories and ask myself a story, which is what? Is that actually true? It's the hardest thing for people to do to break that, though, because they'll tend to justify it themselves because they've had a pattern doing that for 20, 30 years. Very, very important. Right? Those stories tend to drive the next piece of our mindset here, which is emotion. Guess what drives emotions? Our stories, right? Our stories and our patterns, really, which is what drives those. And so it's important to understand how do I understand the way I think? How do I understand my patterns? How do I understand the way that I, I operate every day? This is why you see some people are what? Super, super, super high. Then they're super, super, super low. Does that make sense? And the reason I want to have that in here is because there has to be an awareness of the emotions. So what do I got to do? I have to step out myself, right, from my emotional side into my, my logical side and say, hey, what am I thinking right now? Why am I feeling like this? What's really going on? What's going on to, to drive this? Both these here are also aligned with a trigger, right? There are certain things that trigger stories, emotions, and a lot of those do come with how you're brought up and how you've operated in previous jobs, previous lives, aka growing up before real estate, and also your childhood. Third piece of this, it's your focus. They're saying that what you focus on expands. So if I focus on something that triggers me, guess what? More shit's gonna trigger me, more things gonna trigger me. I wanna get more triggered all the time, and even small things that don't happen. This is true in relationships. I focus on one thing in my relationship that triggers me, guess what I'm gonna see all the time? I focus on all the time, that's all I see, then all of a sudden that's what the entire world becomes around you. And all these can be related to a trigger, right? And so the key word I want you to have here on your focus piece is I got to be purposeful in my focus. So one of the reasons I listen to the motivational stuff every morning and share the YouTube videos is why. I'm being purposeful about my focus intentionally in the morning so that I'm feeding the mindset with positive things that ultimately are going to help me combat the negativity, the life, the things that come at me throughout the daytime, but I've got to make sure I'm feeding this with the right thing. Your mind is going to eat regardless. You have to turn what you're going to feed it. The fourth piece here, super important, once you guys have, I'm trying to teach this today, is awareness. Why does awareness matter? Most people that are in a bad mindset don't even know it until it's too late. They poison three or four people before anybody else really realizes it. And I've done it all unintentionally. The problem is, it's just like the pit. Once I allow myself to get to the pit, guess what happens? It's very difficult to get out. It takes time to get out. Right? And so managing those things, awareness of, hey, where's my emotional mindset right now? Where are my stories? Where are my emotions at? Am I high or low? Am I all over the place? Am I one day up, one day down? Because then people, people are really, really high and then go really, really low, guess what happens to them after a while? They don't make it. In any business, entrepreneurial success, or real estate. Why is that? Because they can't ride the roller coaster for so long. Very, very, very important. Okay? And so I want you guys to understand that I've got to make sure I'm able to have this awareness here, and I have this thing here, aka manage triggers. So, hey, what's really causing this? What's wrong with me? What is it about this person that's triggering me? If somebody else is triggering me, guess what? That's not their problem. Whose problem is it? My 
a problem because I'm the one triggered by it. And so I want to teach you guys how to think, understand in a way that's, hey, look, I don't got to be pumped up in a way I can manage myself and I can manage my environment, those things around me in a way I can maintain my success at a high level for a long time. So what's the number one tool we know that helps with that? Taught it for you guys. Biggest, most important tool I've ever had in my life. Not really a career. It's just the ability to stack. What do you think the ability to stack means? The stack allows me to reframe my story and my emotions into the facts and also, more importantly, what I want. I don't want really to give you what the story is, what I care about. What I want. I want to get to the end of the, the, the rainbow into what I want, what's most desirable for me and my family. Does that make sense to you guys? Right? So the key part here, to make this happen and make it work, I have to make sure I'm living by the code. The key part there is what? Real. I have to be real 100%. I can't lie to myself, can't lie to anybody else. I have to be willing to go deep into the part I want to look at sometimes to make sure I can figure out, okay, am I being honest with myself right now? Have I done everything that I said I was going to do? Meanwhile, I'm triggered at somebody else for something they didn't do. This is true in business. It's true in relationships. It's true everywhere. A lot of times we're triggered about somebody, but meanwhile, we got a lot in our, our side that we haven't done on our part as well. Right? So very, very important to understand that piece there. Second piece is we have to learn to what? Constantly create a pattern of questioning. Questioning what? The story. Questioning the story. Is that really true? Is that 100% true? Is that the facts or is that my feelings about what's going on? Is that really true or is that just how I feel? Because most of the time how we feel and the facts are two different things. You guys with me on this? Very important. Super important piece there. Third one. I must get good at reframing. What do you think reframing means? Yeah, I just say, is this really true or not? Or is that just the way I feel? Is that a story I've created? My narrative about what happened, is that an actual narrative? If I was in that person's shoes and they were doing what they're doing, do they have the same narrative? Or is that just my perception without understanding the reality? Very important. Right? So, what do we do? We got to reframe that into what I want. The reframe is based on the most important thing for me. What do you think the most important thing is? This is with your clients, y'all. This is with your coworkers. This is with business. This is when I'm not here. Just when you're at home, whatever it is, it's going to help you understand where you're at and have a high level emotional intelligence. This whole piece here is about how do I have a high level of emotional intelligence? So what's the one thing that I'm talking about? What I want to get at the end? The outcome that what? Who? Me. I want the outcome that I desire. Now, how's the best way to understand that and go through that process and reframe my mind? I have to be willing to ask myself questions. Once I started doing this, my whole life opened up in a different place. All the shit I was triggered about, I used to be angry, wound up. I think Baron knew me before then. Right? I was just way more intense. Right? Way more triggered about Way more, you know, just into those things. But I learned to start questioning things, understanding things from a different perspective, and it opened up a whole new world for me. Super important. I stack every morning. I haven't stacked today yet because I come in early to prep for the meeting, but I do it in the afternoon. And I find something that triggered me, and I reframe it with an angry stack and also do a gratitude stack, but that's separate. 
And so a lot of times we're triggered because we don't take time to have gratitude. More importantly, we're triggered about the way we've been conditioned about life. Why is that? We've been operating that same exact way. What do you think the number one killer of mindset is? Yes, negativity. Where's it come from? You got to make sure that you can kill negativity. There's a reason I put this on here specifically. Is that most people have to be willing. And there's a reason this is part of our core values here. Right? Why do we have it in the core values? Is it because Blake doesn't want you to hear negativity? Negativity is cancer. Right? Negativity is cancer. It spreads and spreads and spreads and spreads. How it spreads is by seeds. A small seed, a small seed's planted, small seed's planted. It doesn't really make a difference for the first few times. Then all of a sudden, what happens? There's a shift in my mindset. All those small seeds that person planted, all of a sudden, now I'm seeing that as a true story. Right? Whatever it is, there's this thing that happens from those around us. This could be my coworker, my spouse, my family, my friends. You have to be willing to fight for this. The number one reason I wrote this here is you have to be willing to fight and you've got to be willing to kill it. All right, so here's the deal. This people can be negged out so easily, so quick by someone else. You know what starts that? People being too nice, allowing people to spare their bullshit on them and them not stand up to them. Every time there's some shit that happens, they all of a sudden, where did this come from? I track it down to two weeks or two days of so-and-so talking negative to them that negged them out. Then all of a sudden, guess what? They're negged out. Why? Because they didn't punch them in the face the first time they dumped their shit on them. Right? You come to me with some bullshit. And I'm working here and I'm producing deals and you drop some bullshit about so-and-so got an appointment, but I did it. What am I going to do? Punch in the face. They shut the up. I don't care what they did. I'm here to win. But people that this, the number one cause of negativity in any organization is nice people being negative, nice, nice people being nice to negative people. Why? Because it's uncomfortable to collide with them. Meanwhile, let it kill your entire dream or your career. Listen to somebody who didn't do what you've even done. And so the most important piece here is I got to be on the fight, meaning punch them in the fucking face the minute they say anything negative. You got to be willing to fight for it. If not, you're going to become what? You'll become the victim. And the cancer is going to kill you. And so it's super important to do that in that scenario. No one reason why it's in our core values to give you permission to punch him in the fucking face. Hey, dude, I'm here winning. I want to hear that. Take it to Blake or Alex, whatever it is. Because it's the most contagious and deadly thing in any organization. Will everybody agree with that or anybody disagree? You're allowing somebody who had a bad day who didn't do their thing or had something bad happen. Now they're on your day, your productivity, and you're away from your family to try to win. And they're taking your time up putting you. That's not even true. Somebody comes at you all, oh, you know, they're not doing this, they're doing that. What do you say? Say, hey, I appreciate that, but I don't want to hear that. Why is that? We don't do negative here. I don't want to hear it. Don't my day up with your bullshit. Literally. You got to get to the point where you're angry about it. Why? Because nice people always become the victim to the negative person. It's a subconscious bully. It changes their life because they don't know they're being negative to you most of the time. So as a culture, you punch them in the face, you're going to change their day if you do it right. Because what are they going to think? Well, shit, maybe I'm being negative. Maybe I need to shut the up. And focus on the positive. But it takes you as their coworker, as their family member, as their unit member to say, hey, look, shut the up. I'm not hearing that shit. You're messing my day up. Take that somewhere else. By the third or fourth time, guess what happens? 
Guess who are not coming to you with some gossip about? You, because they don't get punched in the face. I guarantee you it'll change your life. It changed my life when somebody did it for me when I was 19, 20 years old. I had no clue I was doing that. Thank God they had the guts to, to punch me in my face verbally, nicely. But it was interesting. I was like, damn, I feel like an idiot. Third or fourth time, I stopped doing it. That's how you have a culture that wins. Most important thing about today's thing is this right here. Very important. Second piece of this. What do you think the next thing needs to be? Set expectations. Family member, what do you say? Hey, I love you, but I don't care how that negativity on right now. I'm building a career in real estate. It's hard enough as it is. I love you very much, and I appreciate you. If you want to be part of my life, I need you to be positive. I don't want to hear any more negative about that. That's a power move. This is called power moves in terms of psychology, understanding how you got to be able to be the best you. Guess what I do with negative people? Come the fuck out. They don't change. Why is that? Because life is hard enough without negative people around you, no matter how much you love them. Most of it just happens, why? Because people are scared to tell people the truth around them. A.K. your coworker, A.K. your desk mate. Right? Very important to understand in that piece. Third one. Defend. They're going to come back. Why is that? Because they've been this way for 20 years. The one time you punch in the face isn't going to change the way they think. And so I've got to constantly be defending, right, my kingdom, my castle. I've got to constantly be defending that against whoever it is. I don't care if it's my spouse. I don't care if it's my, my family member, mom, dad, aunt, uncle, whoever it is, or my coworker or my deskmate. I've got to always defend that why because it's my castle, and I have to be able to uh, provide at the highest elite level to make it possible. Very important there. Last and final piece here is what do you think it is? I mentioned earlier, Chris, you just said it. Eliminate. This could be family members, be desk members. Hey, I love you, but try hearing your bullshit. We're going to switch you out of here with somebody else. I'm not joking, right? Why? Because your success is number one. And guess who you're in business for ultimately? Yourself, not them. And like I mentioned, business is hard enough, life's hard enough without carrying somebody else's weight and negativity. Very important to understand here. Now, understanding all those, what do you think the last piece here is? Focus. I've got to understand what my focus is. I want you guys to focus on something that's very important right now. Number one asset, you. It's you. So if I know my, my number one asset, what do I got to do? Protect that shit at all costs. So there's a lot of negative that comes at you, not just your coworker, not just your family member. What else is it? Strangers, clients, Facebook. All social media news, things like that make a massive, massive difference. So I'm my number one asset, just like any asset, what I want to do, protect it. Nothing else is more important than me and my number one asset. And so I got to be purposeful every morning about what my focus is. How do I do that? The second piece here is I got to make sure I control the controllables. Control the controllables. I focus on me and controlling controllables. I got that quote. Anybody know where that quote came from? Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. Most people worry about shit they can't control. That's where pain comes from. Is arguing with reality. Third one here, super important for us to look at and understand here, is a growth mindset. Growth mindset. Why is that important? Why is that important, you guys think? I've got to be willing to turn my triggers into power. I've got to be willing to make my triggers be power. Most people are so convinced, they're so committed 
to being right, they never allow their triggers to become power. And a growth mindset says, you know what, maybe I was wrong about that. Maybe I am fucking this up. Maybe this is not really true like I think it is. Right? Or maybe it is true, but it doesn't get me what I want, so I don't want to give it. Or maybe it is true, I'm still getting what I want, so I'm going to let it be. Right? Let it slide. Those things make a big difference in that scenario. A growth mindset is willing to do what? Look inside. Question thoughts. Question the reality. Question the story. Reframe and focus. And I have to have a constant growth mindset. That's where happiness and fulfillment comes through. Last one is I got to focus on what means more than anything else. We talk about this all the time. It's my last big focus need to be on. I focus on results and not feelings. Super important. Results and not feelings. Like, I don't give a f- anybody does as long as I make my 100000 my 200000 my 300000 Like, this is what I'm here for is my results. Nothing else matters. But the minute I take my focus off results, what happens to my results? They go down. Put my focus on feelings, my feelings go up, my results go down. You've got to understand that. So if I focus on feelings, my results will always go down. If I focus on uh, results, my feelings go down, so I don't worry about it as much. Why? Because this is what matters at all times.